This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Christopher, are you, uh... Oh, hey, Hunter. How's it going? It's great. Uh, are you, like, uh, making a turkey over there? What's, uh, just, what's going I'm on? I'm just getting ready, you know? Just, uh... For, uh, just tutoring? prepping a little bit. Prepping for no, some... No, didn't... Didn't you hear? All crime is legal in California now. So, uh... Oh. I was just That's cool. prepping... You know, just thought I might either go over there, do some crimes, maybe do some vigilante prevention of crimes... You can really do whatever you want over there now. Yeah, that sounds great. It's like the purge, but real. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, it was the DA of LA County said that uh, we have to said, we have to cleanse our souls with one night a year. <laughs> that, that's the only way to keep America as we know and love it. Um, oh man! No, no. I, this is actually a news story now. Um, his plans for justice reform. He's the newly elected DA. In Los Angeles County, he published a memo, I guess it was yesterday or earlier today, that said that he would no longer be prosecuting the following crimes. Driving without a license, which just seems insane to me. Um, prostitution, which... Uh, mm-hmm, I don't know. Uh, either way. And then um, he's no longer going to be prosecuting resisting arrest, which that just blows my mind. Like if you actually have watched a bunch of police interactions or altercations, like to not police resisting arrest. Yike. And I think there was one other one, Hunter. Was there not one other crime that he wasn't going to prosecute? Yeah. 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 And it's a real serious doozy. Loitering can no longer be prosecuted in the state of California. So get ready to kick back near storefronts. And get on a skateboard with all your loser middle school friends because it's time, man. It's finally Wait, time. Is it, is it actually loitering? No, I'm being I'm being a complete jerk. <laughs> so awesome. But, uh, I think there's one more. He's also going to stop seeking the death penalty. So uh, basically, why would um, he be looking for it? You know what, Hunter? If resisting arrest and driving without a license <laughs> and prostitution is not going to be prosecuted in your state, uh huh. Um. I think that if you le- if you have a daughter and you live in California, you're a terrible parent. It seems not or, or great. Or L- LA County specifically. Like okay. I just think if you're if you're knowingly living in a place where the police aren't allowed to protect and and technically I guess they could arrest them because it's still a crime because he's the district attorney and not the freaking legislature mm-hmm. <laughs> drives me up a wall. But if if the police can pick these people up, but then they just have to return them right back to the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I think you're doing your family a disservice. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, don't raise great. kids in L.A. County. It's um, not a great place to do that thing. But I mean, you could have made that argument, you know, a long time ago. And I know it's, <laughs> you know, it's like 
I don't know where all the homeless people are, but California's not in a great place, you know. So yeah, it's not in a great sh- place. Maybe you should have gotten out while you still could. It's um, all E. coli and legal hookers now. Woo! Uh, anyway, that's, Hunter, that's what, my are, what in the world are we doing here? Um, we're this is called Carl Pooling. Uh, it's a podcast for people who want to get fired. Whoa! What was that? <laughs> what? what was that we just did? Wow! Huh, marketing. We're getting better at it, everybody. So uh, you know, everything changes except for war. War never changes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Is that really where that quote comes from? I don't think so, but I think it's in there. If that makes sense. Man, like, that would be war. really depressing. War never changes. Something like that. We're going dark. Yeah, um, we're going dark. Stay frosty. Yeah. Stay frosty. Um, that was a great game. This is the yeah. last of the good ones. But, but this is yeah, a better show. Right. It is. If you had to choose between Call of Duty and uh, and Carl Pulling, you have to choose Carl Pulling at this point. It's the only responsible move. Mm. But that's mm. right. We're we're a podcast uh, that that'll get you fired. That's the way we've been describing it to our friends and family locally as they uh, ask us. You know, tell us what the show's about. It's just like, well, basically all the crap you're not supposed to talk about. Right. So, if you work for a communist, socialist, postmodern, radical, feminist, transgender, uh, corporate, mega corporation, then uh, play it. Play it on loud at your at your desk. Play it max volume, speaker style at your desk. Um, We're looking for the record and, and of who can get fired first. Yeah, write in if you've been fired for listening to uh, um our episodes about carl or um on carl pulling specifically we, what which way i want to also know it write us in what what episode would get you fired first so far oh that's a good one also yeah. um we will send absolutely no financial assistance to people who are fired uh while yeah. listening to carl pulling you're on yeah. your own kids I'm totally you wanted this risk. no look you're gonna get a shout out on the on the on the podcast but that's it ends there is that social media bump really worth it yes of course it is don't even don't even lie um but yeah well cool bud um so do you want to know what happened in roadkill this week yeah i've got a celebrity shot roadkill for you after this one oh okay so hit me up so this uh this delightful little story comes to us straight from axios today uh, exclusive. Whoop, 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 whoop. You know when a headline Uh-oh. starts with exclusive that uh, it means Uh-oh. that Carl Pulling had another exclusive. Uh, so this is a big get for us. We've been doing We're this research for years. reporting this as an exclusive right. from Axios. No Correct. one else No one else is doing this. it as an exclusive from Axios. This is just us, baby. Uh, we've been doing this work for uh, several years behind the scenes, and we finally realized we had the goods, and we did not, yeah, uh, did not think we could publish it under our name. So we gave it to Axios. Uh, years Hunter, of heartbreaking. His work. research style, if if I may, Hunter's mm-hmm. research style. It's like it's like James O'Keefe and Edward Snowden had an illicit love child in a <laughs> in the bottom pit of a gulag, and that child grew up. To be raised Charlie. by Bane oh. and the old guy that trained him. <laughs> and I, he's clandestine, doesn't go nearly far enough. What can you say about Hunter's research style? So, anyway, Hunter, please yeah. fill us in on the, the finding your life's work, really. 
the steel dossier was me as well. Um, Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> so, exclusive, suspected Chinese spy targeted California uh, politicians. And that's the headline. But the good news Uh-oh. is um, our good friend, Alec uh, Smellwell. <laughs> I should actually oh, say smell bad. It's not great. It's not great. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, could have been targeted by the Chinese government and was sleeping with uh, assets, essentially. So, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. You know, what can you say about Democrats? They're always looking for a piece of foreign asset. Oh, um, wow. Anyhow. Oh, wow. That's very yeah. colonial. Apparently, her name is Christine Fang, because she starred in the Resident Evil franchise, apparently. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like the most obvious agent of the... Uh, chinese communist party possible and uh, apparently yeah she she got to swalwell one thing that's funny is that apparently the cia or the fbi you know one of those uh, democrat propaganda wings was i'm just kidding relax i'm just relax. kidding relax. Um, apparently one of those groups i'm not kidding apparently one of those groups was watching surveilling her and they recorded her having an illicit sexual altercation other. Yeah. yeah, with with two. One from the Midwest who is suspected to be Swalwell in a car. That's just like... Classy. Soup. If that doesn't make a bald eagle want to cry, I don't know what will. Christopher, I have a question. All right. With that strategy, are you hoping that during the said encounter that, like someone's <laughs> saying the wrong lover's name... They expose yeah. American secrets. Like, is that is that the goal? They're just like, is this good for you? Oh yeah, Yankee Zulu four six nine. Like we have the <laughs> nuclear code. Like I don't know what the plan was. I don't Although, get it either. I can't think of a more compelling reason for getting into politics. Like congratulations, Chinese Communist right. Party. Uh, sex sells foreign secrets from Eric Swalwell. I Let's be bad. fair yeah. to Swalwell. He was briefed. He had a defensive briefing from the intelligence agencies, and he did cut off all ties with her after that point. So we're not alleging that Eric Swalwell is... Um, and it might not have even been... Let me rephrase that. Eric Swalwell definitely had a relationship with this woman. It might not have mm-hmm. been sexual in nature. She's in pictures with him. She was a member of several of his campaigns. They yep. did brief Eric Swalwell specifically, although Eric Swalwell might not have been the one that had a sexual encounter. All right, I think I've covered my basis. I'm not accusing Eric Swalwell of uh, any, any, huh? Smell well. Sm- smell well. <laughs> I'm not accusing him of any uh, <laughs> ill will towards the United States or any dereliction of duty. I'm just accusing him of being a dupe who got fo- tricked by like, a Chinese girl who's like a seven and then, no. <laughs> and then farting on national television. That is what I'm accusing him of. So We're I hope we've him threaded life. that needle for you. Uh, so Chris, uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, you're looking really good today and we're really glad to, uh, graduate you from our, uh, sex spies, uh, <laughs> ring into full active duty. And I have your assignment for you. Uh, it's a real ringer. Oh, you get, Nancy Pelosi, have fun with that. You know what? Uh, I'm taking one for the team, to quote the commander-in-chief. Right. Um, right. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's 
How do they do I'm, that? In the moment that you said that phrase, I became a Russian triple agent. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, all right, so I got a celeb shot. And I honestly don't know why I'm putting this in roadkill necessarily uh-huh. because it's the most important thing that we've ever reported on at carpooling. Oh, okay. Well, bring it oh, on. Can you do you have a calculator handy? Can you open up a calculator for me? I got I got you, bud. All right. So let me know when you got that. Ready and willing. Okay. Now I want you to type in the current year, 2020. Oh, I've seen this. Okay. Okay. And then I want you to divide by the devil's number, that being 666. Done. All right. And then Hunter, can you tell me what that equals? That equals what that sum is? 3.033033303. Repeating, huh? Yeah. Now, I want you to go to Joe Biden's uh-huh. Team Biden Twitter and look at yep. his text-in number. <gasps> Christopher! Checkmate, libtards. <laughs> you thought you clockwork gnomes could get to us, but our water filters kept our pineal glands supple and free from your grass. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. Actually, so it, it's Joe Biden's text-in number is... It equals 2020 divided by 666. And I don't know if this is... I have saw several people posting like, look, Satan's trying to send a message. Maybe he is. Um, I'm guessing he's not, but maybe he is. <laughs> My sincere hope is that the Biden team was like, I wonder if we can make people believe that Satan, like Joe Biden's <laughs> an agent of Satan if we do this number. It's like just on the nose enough to be real okay that's a right. dumb story i just think it's really funny <laughs> yeah yeah i um, love it all right uh so i know what you guys have been thinking carl pulling what are you are you guys just did you guys lose your spine did you lose your bravery good lord you guys used to be so cool yeah how come you guys don't ever talk about election fraud yeah <laughs> and what a bunch it's of because frauds. we are very sorry for talking about election fraud. We we, we won't do it again. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Cuomo. Yes, yes Mr. Mr. Cuomo. Awesome. I'm sorry. Yes, Mr. Biden. Yes, yes President yes. Kamala Harris. Vice President Kamala Harris. <laughs> no, it's just because, you know, not a lot of evidence. Right. And there's a couple things that we don't like on Carl Pooling. One of them is itching our id for itching our id's sake. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of frivolous lawsuits. Now, let me just be clear. Christopher, if you I, call a lawsuit the Kraken, how can it be frivolous? That's that's <laughs> just wrong. Sorry. That's I isn't that frustrating? Yeah. Um man, if you call it the Kraken, don't don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I need this. I need this. I got all prepared and you let me down at the moment at the at the exact moment when I had I had filled my entire apartment up with water and created a whirlpool in the middle and was wearing a paper mache dragon costume and accosting <laughs> the neighbors. I was ready for the kraken. Uh but Oh man. Anyhow, yeah, well that's the thing is like there hasn't been a lot of solid evidence here and that uh, although it feels good to say that 
um, you know, the Democrats stole the election. And you can talk about legitimate ways that they that the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, stole the election. You can talk about legitimate ways that they probably gave five to ten points to Joe Biden via their coverage. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to talk about. However, none of that's illegal and none of that is functional. And so this idea that we were going to come from the from the um you know, from the top rope and all of a sudden overturn all these individual state election results just didn't appear to be reasonable. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And and Let me, in a lot oh, of ways ahead. at the moment doesn't necessarily appear reasonable as far as the electoral college. Literally goes. was about to say that. <laughs> Oh, were you really? Wow, I read yeah, your mind. Yeah, like totally, totally agreed. It yeah. still isn't reasonable to think that the election is going to be overturned. Yes, agreed. But something has changed, and it's important to take note of that. It's important to discuss and see what's going on there, because where there is a there there, we need to address problems. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's always one of those things too, where it's like, um. I think one of the things that is like really difficult to do in a lot of areas of life, but especially in politics is to know what are the problems that need to be addressed um, because of the simple fact that there are far too many problems for you to begin to do anything about all of them. You only have so much time and stuff. Um, If a state is, if it's potential, I want, I want to be careful here because what I want to say is, like, this isn't the end of the Republic. Get your guns and meet me at the town hall. <laughs> but what I want to say is, like, um, if a state's election uh, integrity is in jeopardy, that's important. And I don't think right. there needs to be any more qualifiers added to it than that. You know? And, and, um, this, and that, that's what I want to say at the beginning, Hunter. I am not of the opinion that it would be good for the country to overturn the results of this election. Let me right. clarify what I just said. I think that the country would be better off with with Donald Trump than it would be with Joe Biden. I've been very clear about that. However, uh-huh. I think that the things that would have to be true to allow an election to be legally overturned would mean that there were some fundamental processes in our country that were so broken that I would prefer those to be intact and have yeah. Joe Biden than have them be broken and have Donald Trump. That Agreed and you this. can throw the if they if there's any illegality in furthering the Trump presidency, I want absolutely no part in it. Um, I can't think of anything worse that could happen than if he was awarded the election through an illegal mean, and I think that most everyone can agree with that. Yeah, okay. that's why him winning the 2016 election was so crazy because he cheated with Russia. Yeah, I, I, uh, Jeremy Boring put it best when he said, um, that the Russians spent less money on the election than it would cost to put two ads on the Ben Shapiro show. And I was like, well, that kind of puts it in perspective when, you know, the DNC is spending quadrillions of dollars. Um, anyhow, but I want to say this too don't be gaslit by our reprehensible propaganda media wing any longer. You are not an enemy of the people because you ask questions. You are not you are not the end of the republic because you want questions answered. Now, there's a lot of my friends that are saying that, you know, oh, Trump definitely won. I'm like, where's your evidence, man? And by the way, if you're saying that and you don't have the goods, 
Stop saying it. It's not a careful thing to do. Is it the end of the republic? I don't think so, because there's a legal process that protects us. Your opinion is not what the republic is based on. And you're allowed oh, to have on. whatever opinion. <laughs> your opinion may be, Hunter. Thank but, you. But I'm saying, I'm glad. I don't think it's the end of the republic. I don't think you're destroying democracy, because democracy doesn't give a crap what you think. It gives a crap what a bunch of people think. So if you want to have your crazy opinion, I think you should be better. But no, you're not, the, you're not going to destroy the democracy. The democracy protects that opinion just like it protects the correct opinion. Okay. Ne but the media is going to say that you're the enemy of the people for asking questions. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. They are not saying that because they think that you're wrong based on the fact that they have sought out the truth. They are saying that because it runs counterfactual to their narrative. And that's an important thing to notice because we're going to get to the point in this, this discussion where we're going to talk about what happens next and where blame lies. And that's why it's important to remember. If the media, like Carl Pooling, had said, I don't see any evidence here, so therefore I don't think that you're right, that's one thing. But if, the, if instead you just go, I'm not even going to look into that room to see what might be there because it doesn't run factually with my narrative, one, it prevents your ability to pivot, it prevents your ability to have grace, it prevents your ability to treat the other side like human beings who have a point of view that at least deserves to be listened to. And that is extremely different. Even if you're right, it is vastly different than actually seeking the truth. And that matters. And so I want to make that clear, too. You're not the end of the republic if you think that that's the case. I also think that you're wrong. And it's dangerous for people to say that you are the end of the republic when they haven't looked at the details. So... I know that's a bunch of fractious ideas, but it's important to be nuanced in these things. I think there's an important thing to talk about in Georgia. We're going to do that. It's not going to overturn the election. And if you do believe that the election was stolen, I think you should base that on data and not feelings. And I mean mm -hmm. good data, not theories. And also, if you feel that way, you should. that's an opinion that is protected by our Constitution. That's what I have to say. This entire episode is being purely done for SEO. And that's what everybody needs to remember. So, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Kadoosh! No, I'm kidding. But I just felt like that was a I felt like that was the icing on the cake there. But I <laughs> but it's to some extent it's like, yes, this is the topic of the day. This is the thing that is happening. This is what is important. But we also want to do it in a way that's like responsible, and I think that's really right. your point, Christopher. Yes, and I and it's a really really good point, um, you know. And I I I don't um, I don't think people need to get carried away. I don't pe think people need to let their ids take over here. And I think there's fine ways for the media to say like, look, we're in a, we're MSNBC. This isn't where we're putting our reporters. We're going to let the right-wing people look into this, and we'll get back to you on it later. Like, we're going to reserve mm -hmm. judgment and let them investigate, which is like, okay, you are, you're playing for a team, and you're being honest yeah. about that. But which it's would be one great. thing to do. You'd have right. to admit that you weren't objective to do that, which is great. Right. And so, like, that would be fine because then people would know, like, okay, well, you're the defense in this court case. You know what I mean? And that's fine. We can live with that, but – when everything's smoke and mirrors and it's like you're an enemy and you're a bad person and all this, it gets, well, 
democracy is supposed to be messy. That's why it's, we have a democratic republic, because we believed mm -hmm. in the fact that everybody needs to speak, but some people should shut up sometimes. Right, right. So. True, true democracy is mob rule by a different name. Right. And, and that's why we're a republic. The other thing here to remember is that 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 point I was making that they're not disagreeing with you because of truth. They're disagreeing with you because of the narrative. Here's right. where you can see that playing out. Because, and this is what we're going to talk about in the Georgia case, there is utility in some of these lawsuits, even if they don't overturn the election. And that is the utility that the media and the Democratic Party, and by that I mean the Democratic Party, are, that is what they're fighting against when they come over the top and refuse to seek the truth in regards to election fraud. They do not want to give an inch to the fact that there might have been bad actors and that we might need to tighten our belts about elections and the way that we proceed with them. And that's why, that's the goal that they are fighting for, is to not give any ground. So with that basising, why don't we get into what's going on in Georgia? Let's do it, dude. Um, you, I think, have, once again, a little bit more view on this. Why don't you start, like, unboxing it, and I will try to poke questions where I want to know more information. And you can kind of tell me we don't know or, yeah, that's something to look at. Does that sort of make sense? Totally. Cool. So here's what we've been seeing since last Thursday. And we'll start here, and then we're going to kind of build to the most important elements. Let's do it. So... Last Thursday, there was a, a conference, a press conference, effectively, that came with a lawsuit. This is not the lawsuit we're going to talk about later, although it is one to pay attention to. And in it, an election official sh uh, shared a video, actually four different angles, of a polling place in Fulton County, which is in Atlanta in Georgia. Fulton County comprises a majority of Atlanta. And they, at that election facility, one of the largest that Atlanta has, it was actually at the, um, what's it, the State Farm Arena? Um, uh, that sounds is it, is right. Is it called State Farm? I can't remember. Anyway. Sure. It was at, you know, a major arena, a central location in the state. Um, and you'll remember this from election night. There was a report that said... They're not going to count any more ballots in Georgia tonight. There was a pipe burst at this this vote voting center, and they're going to stop counting. They'll res they'll clean up the mess and resume in the morning. And Hunter, you and I were sitting together watching the election results come in, and we were like, "All right, that's interesting." Right. Um, then not only did the news agency that we were watching report that, but ABC reported it. Fox News reported it, MSNBC reported it, CNN reported it. All yeah. these news networks report this story. Now, whether or not they had, they all had reporters on the ground, we don't know. We do know that ABC had reporters on the ground, and so that's going to be important later. And just kind of in the background there, I was just looking through. It is the State Farm Arena, so you got it right. Good work. Nice. Nice. Um, so... ABC most certainly did have reporters there. And on ABC, they reported the same story. They told the poll workers to go home. There was a pipe burst. They're not going to count any more ballots tonight. We'll start again in the morning. Fine. Uh, stuff happens. Well, 
Then come to find out a couple days after that, well, a pipe didn't burst at that arena. So what happened? Right. But there was a picture someone tweeted with water on the floor, although that looked like it was the next morning. And then it turned out it was a toilet that didn't seal properly. But it wasn't clear <laughs> that that it wasn't clear that that had happened that night. So there was all kinds of strangeness and confusing reporting going on in regards to that voting center. Now, for right. me, this means very little. I don't care very much about a pipe burst or toilet, you know, like whatever. I don't understand how this could this could influence anything negatively, so I just kind of let it come in one side, let it go out the other, and move on with my day. People are well, definitely confused about what's going on, though. Yeah, well, there's just some general screwiness. It just felt like it felt like yeah. it. What the information being reported wasn't very organized at a minimum. Screwy or incompetent, right? Right. Okay. Um. So now wait almost a month to bring us to now. So on Thursday they share a video. And the video starts with a lady, they've been calling her Blonde Braids. In the morning, she pulls in a table with a skirt on it, you know, um, a tablecloth that hangs over so that you could conceal things underneath um, if you wanted to. Uh, she drags it into the poll, the vote processing area, and there's a bunch of people milling around. Sometime throughout the day, these ballot uh carriers get brought in and placed underneath that table mm -hmm. so that happens then at some point during the night and it was like 10 or 11 p.m as i recall that same lady walks out gets everyone's attention there's no audio on the video but gets everyone's attention and says uh something and once she says that thing, almost everybody in the vote processing area leaves. And you can watch this video for yourself. Um, almost everyone leaves. And it's like, well, what just happened? And based on the reports from ABC News, that is when they told poll watchers and some volunteers and the news agencies, go home, we're done counting tonight. And that's what ABC reporters reported why, like that night. And that's when the message went out to all of the major news networks who repeated that and put it on television for us. Right, right. Then the video continues for a, almost, a little over two hours. And what it shows is that they most certainly did not stop counting votes. They retrieved the votes in the vote carriers that were placed underneath that table that Blonde Braids brought in earlier, and they started processing those through the machines. Now, this is circumstantial, but it's worth mentioning that the largest vote break for Biden, as in where the split in votes that were counted most favored Biden, occurred precisely at this time. It was 10 or 11, and then they processed two hours' worth of votes. Um, Christopher, were those mail-in votes that were underneath the table? It's unclear. So okay. we, don't, we don't know that yet. Okay. And I was... that's a super relevant point. 
Well, yeah, and I was also just curious, like, I don't know where the other counties were at or how what percentage of their vote was mail-in voting, right? Mm-hmm. Because Fulton County, you would expect to heavily favor Biden. Yeah. Correct. Y- you, would, you would expect it to. You might not expect it to fe- heavily favor mail-in voting. That's... I mean, if it favors yeah, Biden, the they should. That that it's it's hard to say, but yeah. Here's what here's what we know for sure. Yeah, that there was no two hour period that was better for Biden in all of Atlanta vote counting than those two hours. Atlanta, um, okay, that's oh, or Georgia, no oh, okay. statewide Georgia. Okay, so which they'd been counting all night with other places. Everybody leaves. They keep voting, and things go really well for Biden. Now, mm. here's another important thing to note. Again, I know that this is circumstantial. Another thing that's important to mention here. They had three vote counting machines that you can watch operate for two hours. Those vote counting machines can process up to 3,000 ballots per hour. All three of them worked fairly continuously for two hours. And so what that tells us is that about 18,000 votes were processed in that window. Three times three times two. Got it. And so that brings you up over the margin of victory um, for Biden in Atlanta. So you've kind of got this three strike system where something happened where they said they were going to stop counting, told people to go home, and then they didn't. Then you had many, many votes processed, enough to overcome, overturn the, the results of the Georgia election. And then you had this incredible break for Biden uh, compared to any other time of vote counting in Georgia. So that is what we see in this video. Okay. Um, am I, I can't remember. I, I think I've heard this. Did, did the vote checkers come back that night when they realized that stuff was still going on? No. So what happened is the commissioner, I can't remember his name, but there's like the head of vote commission, whatever. I can't remember exactly who this character Viceroy. is. Viceroy vote. <laughs> he, showed, <laughs> he showed up about an hour and 25 minutes after other people were dismissed. And it's not clear that he closely monitored what was going on in the room. You know, one of the okay. defenses that the media has been putting out is that these people, that they were under video surveillance the entire time, so how could they be doing anything untoward? yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that there's a reason that vote counters are supposed to be close to the machines. So the, or vote challengers, so they can actually see what the ballot says and what's it, being recorded. Anyone who's seen like footage of off of a CCTV camera too, like it ain't good. Like there's right. no way you could read anything. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be conspira- conspiratorial. I'm just saying that that's crappy evidence. It's um, a bad. It's a bad argument to say. Well, we filmed it. It's like. Yeah, but that's not. There's a reason that they don't just say you can Skype in. There's a right. reason you're supposed to be allowed to be in the room. 
Right, exactly. And yeah, as someone who's had their phone stolen and seen the guy on camera, I realize just how hopeless it is to ever catch that individual. <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway. well, it looks like my phone was stolen by some type of amorphous goo man. <laughs> Ooh. Um, you can see him here with what appears to be two necks. I don't <laughs> <laughs> And one has a hand. Anyway. Don't worry, we've upgraded the CCTV back in the 80s. <laughs> Resolution. <laughs> now let me see if I can find the tape. Uh, right. Anyhow, yeah, so that's not really a good argument. Okay, well, when this was presented uh, on Thursday, it sent um, the liberal propaganda wing into a bit of a... Tizzy? Uh, put them in a bit of a tiz, huh? A um, bit of a tiz. They, they weren't thrilled, and so they started throwing out all kinds of explanations because the first thing they said look they're just pulling these votes out of suitcases and we were like okay fair enough you can't that's it looks like a proper device for storing and transporting ballots however that's not the point here and then they said well the commissioner showed up and we're like sure but it's not clear that he actually paid attention to what was happening or was privy to the details right and also why did he show up in the first place like was it because he realized no one was there? So, curious. There's questions, right? Yeah. And then they moved to the defense that these votes weren't being counted. They were just being registered. Well, that didn't really pass muster either because you – or they were just being tabulated. Um, right. Apparently, that is an insignificant distinction – given the voting process in Georgia between count, there's no difference between tabulation and counting when the machine is doing the counting. So there's that interesting piece. Um, they said that little, the people that little, left were his word versus or your word versus my word there a little bit is what you're trying to get across. I think what I was saying is that like they're, they were like, oh, well, they had already been counted. They just hadn't been tabulated. But that does, that doesn't appear to be a valid argument. Like, Got they're it. tabulated and, and registered and counted by the machine simultaneously. So that just doesn't appear to be true. Doesn't they had undergone some pre-processing, but mm-hmm. not been counted. So that didn't really pass muster. Got then, it. Um, then there was this, this argument that... Uh, that uh, the vote, and this is kind of the culmination argument, basically, is that, well, no one told the vote watchers to leave. And that's kind of the argument that they settled on. In fact, ABC on Friday morning or Saturday morning ran this piece. Um, I think it was, actually, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. They ran this piece where they were trying to explain what happened during these votes and it it mattered because their their reporters were in the room right and in the meantime several affidavits have been filed by some of the election watchers and election challengers there from the gop that said yes they told me they were done counting and that i should go home they said this to me I'll sign it under threat of perjury, right? In front of a judge. Yes. The the reporters came back and said, no, that's not what happened. We told you, no one told you to leave. ABC runs this piece. And it's like, 
Well, okay, that's strange because now ABC is fact-checking ABC. Right. Like that yeah. that's just something internally weird about that. You're the ones that told us on the night that people told you to go home and now you did nothing about it for a month. And now you're saying that no, we were lying last month. So actually you're the dupe for believing us, which is just a kind of a bizarre th- like do we believe you then or do we believe you now? Right. Here's the craziest part about ABC's Peace Hunter, and this is kind of where we can maybe transition or, or I want to hear your thoughts and any feedback, because uh, this mm-hmm. is no smoking gun in a certain sense, and in a certain sense it is. It's not a smoking gun to overturn the election. It's a smoking gun that something terrible went happened, and we should figure it out and fix it. So th- at the end of ABC's piece that they ran Friday or Saturday morning, Saturday or Sunday, they said no one told the vote watchers to go home, but they did confirm that they said they weren't going to count any more ballots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right there, you are obviously cherry-picking. You're saying, no, part of what they said isn't true, but that part's not even relevant, because if I said, hey, we're not doing... If you came here to to pick apples, and I said hey, we're not picking any more apples tonight, you would be completely within semantic justification to say that I told you to leave. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we're not yeah. doing the thing that you're here to do. So right. that's that's not really relevant. And then they confirmed that they did say they weren't counting any more ballots. So at a minimum, somebody lied. And... ABC lied no matter how the story comes out. Right. And uh, it looks yeah. like it looks like this blonde braids lady now it's been confirmed by affidavits and the election officials and ABC News has confirmed it twice now. They reported it and then confirmed it that she did say that they weren't going to count any more ballots. No one has disagreed with that yet. And then they continue to count ballots. So that's a really bad thing. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think this is the only thing that I think about this. Like, one, everything I think you laid out makes a lot of sense. Um, there is probably a way to check that, mm-hmm. right? Which is probably check if, it, if it's not mail in vote, voting, right? Check votes received or votes registered with the number of votes processed you know what i mean like that should fix that um if it is mail-in voting check the number of registered voters with the number of votes uh that that came in through mail-in voting you know what i mean if you're off by if you're off by i mean if you have eighteen thousand unaccounted votes here like you'll figure the math won't add up well you know what i mean um yeah unless hunter you've got invalidly registered voters you're right so, and I'll just put a that would be that for a bit that that's that's totally fair i mean like um i i just think there's probably like then you can audit the 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 process of voter registration you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like you can you can you can get there is what i'm trying to say like there there's a way to there's a way to crack that cookie which good that's what investigations do that's what they tell us right that's why totally. we should take the time and figure it out um 
the other side of all that to me is, which I think is a good thing in all that, honestly, because it means we're going to find out what's at the bottom of this and it should be feasible to do that. And if it's not, that's a big problem because that right. means, you know, we can't even, we can't even prove to ourselves that our good results are good at that point. So I don't believe that. I do believe people are going to be able to figure this out and that's good. Um, the other thing is, um, I don't know, blonde lady. I don't know these people involved. Um, I assume it's primarily volunteer based. Um, Christopher, as a fellow manager, you know just how difficult it is to communicate anything to a group of people effectively. Sure. Um, a lot of this kind of just sounds like government and corporate incompetent. Um, I won't say a lot of it. I'll say some of it to me gets gets it falls into the Overton window of people just being incompetent at communication. You know what I mean? And, totally. And I don't know... Like, I'll give you an example. Um, the point made about the pipe bursting, well, sometimes that's just slang for people that don't understand that, like, when your toilet overflows or there's water coming in underneath it, that doesn't mean a pipe burst. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but you can see that vernacular getting carried around and stuff. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, this could be... This, to me, could also not be just an argument for... Um, processes that need to be changed in the election, uh, in the vote tabulating, the vote gathering, and the vote counting. This could also just be, you know, a real sign that, like, um, the people involved in those processes need to be either better compensated or, you know, have some, some have some real vetting. leadership. Yeah, some better vetting, some better leadership quality, something like that. Um, I don't know where to go with it. My, my take on it is it's that um, one of those two things should probably be able to tell us best what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's either going to be come out. And I think what could happen in court is you have a volunteer who said, yeah, we're not voting anymore. And then everybody took that as like, uh, you know, to go home because the pipe was so burst and they go I, inside. I will say that that blonde braid specifically is not a, a volunteer. She's an employee. Ah, okay. So that government. that 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 is different. Although it doesn't necessarily explain that you know incompetence exists in a bunch of different places. But absolutely. Um, but but you know so <coughs> edit that out. I don't want the people to know I have COVID nineteen. Right. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I think this is something that people are gonna have to sit and wait to see. But I think the good news is for everybody involved is that if something happened here it should be provable and we should be able to get there and the math should work out one way or the other. And totally. once, once we find it, we can implement a process to fix it and, and stymie it. Um, now Hunter, you're, you're focused on the fraud angle. Like, does this mean fraud? And I would agree. Sure. That this most likely does not prove fraud and it's certainly not dispositive of fraud. What it does sure. prove, and this is what you were getting at is that no matter what, there are avenues where bad actors could commit fraud fairly easily if they right. wanted to. And that's a that's an issue. Yeah. Now yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. we'll see what leads to this, but for me, and, and this is the point I was making before on an earlier episode, fraud or no fraud, the fact that we've changed our process so drastically in this election with all these mail in votes and and 
all of the absentee ballots without verification, et cetera, ad nauseum. The, the change in the, the legality in Pennsylvania when you can actually drop off a ballot if you can do it, vote three days late. All right. of these things were mistakes, and it's time to take a good hard look at our election process. And if one person, if one person can send all the vote watchers home and they continue to count after everybody agrees that she no said that they weren't going to count anymore, I personally don't care if there was fraud. I mean, it matters to me if there was fraud or not. But that's bad, no matter what the outcome is. It's bad that that happened. And we need, we need to have a more competent person who doesn't do dumb crap like that so that the faith in our elections won't be undermined. We Completely need to agree. have better per, a better person than that. That, for me, doesn't mean fraud. It's bad no matter what. And so that's why I think this is worth paying attention to. And by the way, maybe there's fraud at the bottom of it. Maybe there's not. You don't know. I don't know. Let's wait and find out. But right. the, but you are not a bad person. And this is kind of where we were going at the beginning of the episode. You are not wrong for having a question because that is highly suspicious behavior. And mm. if anybody tells you that your question, that you your quest for evidence is the thing that destroys the country, that person is the enemy. If they say you can't ask that question, they're the bad guy immediately. You are allowed to seek the truth. And anyone who would say that you are, you are a destructive element because you are looking for the truth, they are up to no good. Yeah. We should have no taboos about asking questions and seeking answers. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, um, what's up with that lump? Hunter, it's called my head, okay? Oh, my mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that was part A. Now let's talk about the even more important part. And this just happened today. And there's a possibility that the that the Venn diagram of these two things perfectly overlaps, and possibly they don't. We don't have that information yet. But a case, a lawsuit was filed last Friday in the uh, Georgia judicial system. And it unfortunately did not include its filing fee, so it was thrown out on a technicality. It was refiled today. And this is what I would say the most legitimate case um, that we've seen in the state, the election, post-election challenge um, circuit. This is the case. If there is one that is accurate, it is this one. And so let's talk a little bit about it because this one yeah. brings the goods. And I'm actually just going to quote Eric Erickson. He's an Atlanta-based uh, pundit radio host, podcaster, blogger, and he's been exceptionally skeptical of the Atlanta, um, the uh, focusing on the Atlanta uh, election challenges brought by the Trump campaign. This is what he had to say on Twitter today in regards to this case. For those keeping score at home, the Trump campaign has finally filed a serious, credible lawsuit to overturn an election. It is in Georgia and is 100% data-based. No conspiracies, machine algorithms, etc. 
this is the case worth watching. And he followed that up with a thread of three tweets that I'll read. About this case in Georgia, while I remain skeptical, it is the first case the Trump team has filed that is based on actual voting data that alleges a number of people who voted should not have had their voting exceeded, um, should not have, and their voting exceeded the margin of victory. They have names of the voters, etc. So right there, finally, it's not conjecture about Dominion voting machines being from Venezuela with Maduro tinkering with the circuit board, right? It's um, Susan Smith jack long these are the people right yeah it's specific right it's got the names it's got the data and not only that does it have specific allegations that can be tested and verified which is great it also has because you know there's a couple other things that are worth watching with the dominion voting machines like there's this thing where we did see in a hand recount versus a machine count, this like exact 27 up, 27 down flop in a certain county. Like that's anomalous. You should just look into that. I don't think there's anything there personally, but it's worth looking at. Um, But this on the other hand is a very specific, very testable, repeatable, measurable allegation that we can determine scientifically if it is accurate or inaccurate. And that's the kind of, allegation that if the trump team had it we've been waiting on them to bring right this is the kind of allegation that might overturn an election in georgia in georgia um all right i'll go on to his other two tweets but and this needs to be emphasized they filed the case this past friday and forgot to pay the filing fee in the case so it got thrown out today is the last possible day to get it filed and get a judge to reverse certification of the election it appears that that it did get filed Also, even if they were to win, which remains unlikely, it would not impact the Electoral College enough to matter. And this is where I think Eric's take is the least strong. And this is kind of what I was getting into at the beginning of the the, um, podcast. That's not the point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if it overturns. I mean, I would prefer Trump to win. um, Right. But this lawsuit matters even if it only overturns the Georgia election. Hell, this lawsuit matters even if it doesn't overturn the Georgia election, but changes something about our voting procedure if these votes are truly fraudulent. So uh, so this is the kind of case that I like to see. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I like to see it. Because either the country's already d- DOA and our votes are so fraudulent that we need to find another system um, because we're effectively a shadow republic right and this is going to help us find out about it or there's a specific vulnerability in our election system that we can patch up and be stronger next time or this is nothing and it'll be proven out in court and nothing will change so our three possible states of the universe are we're dead but at least now we know we're dead Right. We are better next time or nothing changes. This is an all upside case. There's right. none of this frivolousness that some of the other cases are fraught with. And there is a, a limited falsifiable claim being made. And, and no matter what the determination is, I think it's good for the country. That's, that's I, my, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think the, um, this is kind of the Trump problem that we've talked about a couple of times on the show too, is the fact that like, this is why it matters when you don't make false frivolous claims, right? Yes. Because 
and it's the same and this is also not just the trump problem this is also the same problem about the racism problem right mm-hmm. um if you if you call racist 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 then guess what people stop listening if you call hitler 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 people stop listening and it's like um you know if you if you say communist 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 people stop listening you know it it it, it begins to fall on deaf ears it's important to be specific it's important to be precise it's important to say it only when it's happening um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think this is a really good case i really want to see what happens with this one specifically um and i want to see i you know georgia's georgia is getting all the attention right now mainly because of the election that's going on and these new cases and you know it's it's a it's an exciting um state to say the least with all this stuff and it's worth keeping your eye on and paying attention and getting involved in it in whatever way you can so right um, yeah and i just i just want to add one bit of color to that hunter because i agree with you wholeheartedly and i don't want it to be misconstrued don't that does not mean you're not allowed to ask is this communism that does not mean you're not allowed no, to ask is this racism that no you're yeah making an accusation and that's the gaslighting that the media is engaged in is you're the enemy for asking the question ask the damn question and don't let anybody right. tell you that you can't ask the damn question that that how else are we supposed to make empirical decisions if we're not allowed to ask the question and this is why to broaden for a little bit, Hunter, I, I know you don't disagree at this point, um, but but you do not need to be afraid of crying wolf if you are simply seeking the truth. Crying wolf is making an accusation, but saying, hey, wait a minute, this smells right. bad. Like at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, and this was my take months ago, was I don't like the government overreach that we're seeing here. Now, it might be necessary in this case, but I think that it's dangerous. And now when... 14 days to slow the spread turned into uh, the rest of our lives so that no one ever dies again. Like this is a problem. This is a, this is starting to become more and more dangerous looking. And so I didn't accuse the, you know, I didn't accuse Andrew Cuomo of tyranny back when he said 14 days to slow the spread. But I asked the question, I said, I don't like how this looks. We should keep our eyes open for this because right. this has the propensity to turn into something dark. And all of a sudden you have Andrew Cuomo um, telling people that they're not allowed to go for a walk outside and that chicken wings didn't constitute a meal and engaging in his other <laughs> petty tyrannies while he decided it was fine for him to meet with his daughters and Graham Graham for Thanksgiving. Rules for right. thee and not for me, which is exactly, exactly what a tyrant does. So it's not illegitimate to ask the question. But don't don't make accusations that aren't based on the goods. Sure, I agree with all of that. Yeah, no, and I, I think, yeah, and I think by, you know, I think there's a difference in like saying crying wolf in the metaphorical language with crying wolf, and I think you're you're hitting on the non-metaphorical part of it, and I think that's mm-hmm. exactly right. Um, and you know, I think we've got to continue to allow. I mean. If you're dumb and stupid and don't know things, then you'll ask bad questions. We have to let people ask bad questions. Yes. Right? Um, and so just because we need to trust that people are trying to learn things and are, are trying to grow. Um, if you don't allow for that space, then people can't ever do it. Sure, some people are bad actors. Um, I'm looking at you, smell well. Um, <laughs> but you can't get around that. You know, it's people will people are always going to try to take advantage of the system and our system should be built in such a way that when they do that, we can 
Oh, nope. I don't have the Rona. We can track that and find out. Yeah, we can find out. Yeah, yeah. So, good stuff, bud. Hey, look. If this, if this uh, lawsuit in Georgia, if we catch it, hey, that's an example. Even though it was an example of somebody trying to usurp the system, it was also an example of the system catching them. Right. Exactly. It means the system works. Yeah. Yeah. We we kind of like with Trump. Yeah, we got a crazy guy in the White House, but he couldn't break it. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I'm being and a little compared to Cuomo, there. didn't even try. Um, but anyhow, that's the thing. And Hunter, I'm just gonna make it into. A, I'm gonna try and kind of connect this to a bigger idea because, um, you know, I've just been really th- these things have been on my mind and on uh, weighing heavily on my soul lately as we think okay. about this show and where we go in the future. But you know, this same reason, and I was ta- I was talking to one of my friends about this earlier today. This, this is why I made that distinction at the beginning of the show. The media isn't pushing back on these narratives and saying that if you question the integrity of the election, you're an enemy of the people based on truth. They're doing it based on the narrative. They're doing it because for them to say, to, for them to give you a platform, let's say, to ask these questions would open them up to an angle of an attack that they weren't prepared for before. And... This is, it's, it's obvious because now we have some of the goods. This is why they say, uh, Joe Rogan can't talk to Alex Jones. Joe Rogan can't talk to Milo Yiannopoulos. You know, this is why they try and change language. You know, read 1984. I was talking with um, someone at, at work talking about 1984 again and remembering some of the things from that book. They literally attempt to control language in the book because if they can control the tools that you use to formulate ideas, they can control the questions that you ask. And if they can control the questions that you ask, they can control your thoughts because you can only learn, to your point, Hunter, you can only become not ignorant if you know how to answer, ask the right question that leads you to a point of knowledge instead of a place of ignorance. We watch this happening in real time where words don't mean what they used to mean. Words become magically offensive when certain people use them. Like AOC, it's fine for her to call herself AOC, but if someone else calls her AOC, all of a sudden now that's racist and and sexist and misogynistic, whatever other things that might you might throw in there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so th- th- this is just another example of the propagandization of the mainstream media and how they are using what is acceptable to think and acceptable to say and acceptable to ask against people and refuse refuse it refuse to let yourself be gaslit here's here's the point i want to get to Who's culpable? Is it bad if people think that the election is fraudulent without any evidence? Yes. That's not a good thing. Now, is it dangerous? Does it break our system? I don't think so. I think it's an opinion that's protected by our system, actually. I think that our system is built to let people believe dumb crap like that. (laughs) Okay? But, but, let me talk about real culpability here. Because if you refuse to seek the truth and instead seek narrative, and then these people, you belittle them, you abuse them, you emasculate them because they run counterfactual to your narrative, but you weren't seeking the truth, and it turns out that a part of their argument was right, now you've vindicated all of them. 
Like, I get that it's bad that they believe that, but who are you to judge them for becoming radicalized at that point when you've abused them and gaslit them and you were wrong because you didn't care about the truth? Who are you? You're making a point Steven Pinker makes very well right now. Yeah, oh, really? Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, it's, it's the same with the QAnon people. Uh, they mm-hmm. say the QAnon people are dangerous. I don't know anyone that's been hurt by QAnon yet. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's because you're not a believer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do I think it's bad that there's people that actually believe that these billionaires are, are raping little girls and drinking their blood when it's full of adrenaline? Yes, I don't think it's a good thing that you're delusional. I don't think it's a good thing that you're delusional. However, when Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell mysteriously disappear, when Epstein dies in prison, when we have the manifest from the Lolita Express and nobody gets tried, do I blame those people for being furious and being skeptical and feeling vindicated and feeling angry? No. I blame you. I blame I blame the swamp. I blame politicians that won't hold other politicians to account. I blame our broken intelligence system. I blame our our partisan judicial system and I blame our endemically stupid and self-centered egotistic legislative system. That's who I blame. And yes, would I prefer that they had opinions that were more in line with what I think is the truth? Absolutely. And would I wish they would base their opinions on evidence and not conjecture? Yes, absolutely. But they aren't the dangerous ones. You are. You are. Quit pursuing narrative. Start pursuing truth. If you actually hated radicals like you pretend to, you would seek the truth. Because the truth de-radicalizes people. And, and that is what I think is so damning an indictment for the media and for the political establishment and so damaging to the soul of this country. I don't think it hurts the republic that your uncle thinks the election was fraudulent. Do I think it's good? No, but I don't think it kills America. What kills America is continuously abusing 60% of the population and then saying it didn't happen. And on top of that, being so blind, so blind that you're wrong and then you prove all of these ignorant people right, that destroys America. Truth is the best and only narrative. Also, do you know what the most expensive part of a t-shirt is, Christopher? No. (laughs) It's the sleeves. Because magically, a t-shirt costs $20, but a sweatshirt costs forty five dollars so i have way too many sweatshirts in my cart from aoc's online store (laughs) and i've learned this lesson so i don't know why that little bit of square feet increases the price of a shirt so much but it does dude that was really good thank you for taking the time to to share that with people and talk through it um and part of my uh traditional levity at the end of it but um, no, I, I think that's really good. People need to be able to search into this stuff and dig through it and have the opportunity to do that. And the fact that people are so concerned with the narrative that fits their side uh, instead of truth, it, it's it's really scary and really bad. 
Um, and mm-hmm. hopefully uh, we on Carl Pulling do a good job of policing against the parts of us that want to uh, do that to you as well. And hopefully you find us to be honest brokers and uh, not fall into that. If we do and you like what we're doing here, uh, please follow the show on the socials. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at Carl Pulling. You can follow me and Christopher as well. I'm at Emotional Carl. He's at Chris X Carl. We have an email address if you want to write in and talk to us and tell us what you think and get heard on the show. Let this one-way conversation through the radio become a two-way conversation with our voices and your words. Uh, You can email in at carlpulling at gmail.com. There's a website. You can go there, check us out, rate, review, subscribe, love us on iTunes and all the other uh, amazing app store or amazing podcast players that we happen to be on. And yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, did I miss anything in our uh, traditional uh, closeout as far as, you know, we're a podcast and this is what well, you do at the end of the podcast? Hunter, Crap. I'm glad that you want people to talk to us, but I'm over here to get paid. Um, oh, sure. I, 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 two things. One, you were referencing AOC's new clothing line where she's selling a shirt that says tax the rich for $58. Um, you could just make a shirt that says tax me. It's really if you're easy. spending $60 on a t-shirt, uh, it's like a stupid tax. Anyhow, Carl Pulling is coming out <laughs> with a competing uh, sweatshirt. It costs $700, and it just says, I am very, very poor. So be looking for that coming to you soon. But how are we really going to get paid, Hunter? Well, fnxfit.com. Look. fnxfit.com. You're, you're a wuss, listener. Yeah. I saw the post you made to Instagram. It's laughable. You look like Play-Doh that's been sitting outside in the sun on a hot day in July. Are are you you're really going to start a family looking like melty Play-Doh? I mean, it's salty, could sweet up. scent sickening, sickeningly rising into the sun? I don't think so. No, Sad. Hunter. You want to look like chiseled marble and there's only one way to do it fnxfit.com what can you say oh Um, it's not get a roman statue made out of you well i have been doing my workouts wrong (laughs) (laughs) so go to carlpoint.com slash roman statue today (laughs) get 40 percent off your order um and for for those of you that are are baptist out there you can choose the fig leaf option you click it no nudity um, well, yeah, that's that's actually Catholic. How, did you? Uh, I can't remember the saint, the Pope's name, but it's actually like the Great Castration of so and so. And he literally <laughs> went to all the statues in the Vatican and took a chisel and got to work, so to speak. And then they had to come <laughs> back with fig leaves. Like that's that's why that exists. It's pretty wow. great. I didn't know yeah. that. Hey, that's Hunter, for free. Do you? Hey, that's just a freebie. Do you, yeah. Do you? I I, I just wanted to say. They're all so small. If I was paying like an ancient billion dollars to have a marble statue made of me, I'd be like, dude, just dude, you're going to need a bigger black. Okay. So I don't know why I know so much about Greek and Roman statues. Oh my God. How do you have an actual point to make about this? So the, one of the reasons, like you look at those dudes and they're like jacked, right? And yeah. they have literally no hair on their bodies and small peepees, correct? Um, and Guilty. the reason for that, 
the reason for that is because it was barbaric to be very, very hairy and have uh, a large sexual member. And so the Greeks were not that. They were the, you know, upper class, refined and civilized people. Hence the, uh, hence the genitalia and the clean bodies. So yeah, there's an actual real reason for that. I'm cutting off your great book subscription right now. Um, (laughs) Look, we say all that to say, get some protein powder, carlpooling.com slash FNX. Uh, Do we really have to say everything about the statue's penises? Use use code carlpooling. I don't know what kind of uh, herbal enhancements they have, but I'm sure they can find something that helps out in that department. Just go to the website, look around, carlpooling.com slash FNX. Use checkout code carlpooling for 15% off. Hunter? I think you put it really well. Truth is the only narrative. Um, And getting tested is the only cure. I hate this show. I hate (laughs) hate my brother. I hate politics. Please save me. Goodbye. Goodbye.